0: Ninety-four-seven Kumu Kokua, because Kumu Cares. Dr. Josh Green, good morning, sir. Good
1: morning. Great to hear your voices.
0: Let's dive right into this whole thing about the mask mandate mm-hmm. and social distancing. So again, you know, the CDC's new guidance yesterday. What is happening with Hawaii? And why do I get the feeling you don't, you might not agree with what, what the uh, governor said yesterday about staying with the mask mandate for now?
1: here's what's going on the cdc was very clear and i do agree with this position the cdc was clear that if you're fully vaccinated you're fine to be outdoors without a mask period end of story okay and it's an important distinction because the gov is a little more conservative we'll talk about that but you know it's important that people begin to simplify a lot of these processes because number one complexity in a pandemic like this does not help it it leads to confusion We don't need that Two, the uh, the necessary reward for having gone through a process where you adhered to the public health guidance and got vaccinated or wear masks or whatever does need to be, um, you know, does need to be also valued. And that's what President Biden was doing. So in this case, I'm with President Biden on this one and his team, Walensky and the others. It is safe to be outdoors if you've been fully vaccinated and you've had time to build up your immunity. It's absolutely safe without a mask. Uh, the governor will get there. It takes him a little time sometimes. He is very risk averse. And look, if you want to argue that 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 side of the case, we have benefited from having very conservative policy on a health, on a health front. We have the lowest case rates for the whole pandemic. We have the lowest mortality rate. We were expecting 4,479 plus deaths given what we saw coming we instead have had 489 and we're grateful for that Uh, but the gov is more conservative than others and so he's going to take a little time to get there i would expect in a few weeks uh it will naturally get there because people are really clamoring to for instance be out there to see their kids sports they should be able to outdoors people are clamoring to be able to take their mask off because they got vaccinated in april and and it's done and they're immune Mm -hmm. and We have more immunity than, you know, probably any other state. So, like I said, third time, it's a charm. We will get there. The GOV will get there. I'm not going to criticize them, but I do prefer uh, that we mirror the CDC policy because nationally we're in this together. In a state, we're in it together. We should not have different rules from county to county. This has been something that drives everybody crazy, me more than anyone, because I have to hear everyone's complaints, which is okay, (laughs) you know, so... You know, I, I think that, like I said, the guy will get there. I'm there already. And I'm going to continue to advocate for that position. Uh, do keep in mind that if you're not vaccinated, you have to be careful. You just that's the simple way to think about it. If you're not vaccinated, you have to be more careful wearing a mask because uh, the governor did make some good points yesterday in the press conference. You know, only 43 percent of our population is fully vaccinated. Only 53 percent of our population has initiated the vaccine. Now, that's a little bit uh, tricky because a much larger number of those who are eligible have already started to get immunity. 72.6% as of Monday had already had at least one shot for over 18. That was best in the country, or is best in the country. So over the next uh, six weeks, as we get towards July 1st, we're going to get to a place where we can start really considering calling it herd immunity. And once we have herd immunity, I know that the governor is going to then chill out a little bit but (laughs) you know it's been very traumatic for everybody um every citizen and you can imagine how this affects a governor i'm a little bit more you know er type right but if um if you're in his shoes he's watched lots of people be in the hospital he is not a physician so he has to only take in what he hears for all those terrible stories he doesn't see it firsthand And it's not something that you want to relive. So that's the nature of his cautiousness, I think.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it. So I think one of the concerns that I heard the governor mention in the news conference yesterday is about how are how are folks supposed to tell the difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated people? If we if the mask mandate were lifted, one of his hesitations is that people who are unvaccinated would just be walking around without masks as well, just taking it as, um, I guess, you know, the taking the liberty to be without a mask because they just figure you can't tell if they are unvaccinated. Um, how would you respond to people who just like ripped off their masks yesterday and went, cool, I'm out, like <laughs> like they were they were done with it? What, what even if they weren't vaccinated?
1: Well, look, I, as I said to some of the, the news outlets, you have to trust people on some level, okay? And in the end, we are in this together. If people tear off their masks and they have not been vaccinated, they are making a decision. And it's a conscious decision that they're willing to take extra risk with those around them. And these are, these are the kind of decisions that people make every day in society. Do they drive 80 miles per hour? Do they get in the car after, you know, smoking a joint? Do they um, decide to pay taxes or not? Every decision we make affects other people around us, whether we like it or not. And so in this particular case, it's a little more direct. If you're not vaccinated, you run the risk of both catching and spreading COVID still, because only about half of our society is fully immune. And so, don't you know? Don't think that you're making a decision that won't affect others. But I tend to be trusting. Most people will follow and do the right thing by others. Most people are very upstanding or considerate of risk and and people around them. So that's where I am as a person. I am a trusting person, and we have you know, we have uh, consequences if someone oversteps. That's what the law is about. So if someone just flips out, throws their mask in the ocean, and never gets vaccinated, they may very well be the one if they go post it on Facebook that someone catches them, and they would have a fine and so on. But there's not gonna be much of that. There's another thing that I did not necessarily like about some of these comments that were made about how are we gonna know, well, you're never gonna know by that standard. There's never gonna, We're never gonna ask people to have some kind of digital upload carried with them all the time. That's just not what we do in America. So um, when we reach herd immunity, the, the understanding will be, first of all, that probably 75%, three out of four people around you, look around, will have actually been vaccinated. That will be verified from a public health standpoint. And the other people will be protected because of herd immunity. Uh, and then finally, I would say, if you really do wanna check I mean, I took a picture of my card. It's on my phone. You know, I happen to have my card in my wallet, too. Now, I'm out running. I'm probably not going to have all this stuff on me. uh, But I do think that we have to um, be a little bit more understanding that people, for the most part, look out for those around them. That's after all, really what our values are here. It's it's looking out for our ohana. So um, I just think that the gov is cautious. That's really what it boils down to. And I think he was just being a little defensive when um, he got pressed several times on that question. You know, because when you hear the same question a bunch of times, you're like anybody else. Sooner or later, you get pissed off. But (laughs) I would say uh, we'll get there. And it is I do want to speak as the physician here. We are safe. You are safe. If you have had both of your shots and you've had your immunity accumulate, you are safe to be outside without a mask on. And if you stay six feet away, you're adhering to the governor's from anyone else. You're adhering to the governor's rules. You will not be busted, fined or anything if you've kept social distancing. And if you're out there running and you're with your family or at the beach and you keep your social distance, you don't have to have a mask if you've been vaccinated. You don't, even by our rules. Uh, But I know everyone's looking forward to a simpler time. And that's what President Biden was trying to offer. And that's why I supported that. Uh, It is safe if you're fully vaccinated to be out out and about without a mask
2: okay thank you very much governor i know that uh yesterday oh actually this week uh our students kids started to get vaccinated uh my kids finally did the esme your your children as well Mm -hmm. uh any idea how long it's going to take to get to a comfortable level with regards to the kids
1: yeah probably about like um 12 weeks because the way this is done usually it's in uh three separate like pods. You you offer a first, you know, during the first week or two, people get that chance at the first shot. Then, of course, three to four weeks out, the second shot. And then for the stragglers, another gap or people who got their first shot in the second batch, that third one. So over the course of 12 weeks, most people who want to be vaccinated that are younger now it's down to age 12, they will get that vaccine. And that's perfect because that means middle schoolers and high schoolers will, will be for the most part vaccinated, whatever that number is. I'm going to guess it's going to be 50, 60, 70% of them will get vaccinated. It's not going to be as high as the, the, the average for adults because we've seen a clear trend that our oldest individuals have the highest percentage uh, likelihood of being vaccinated. They were even more protective of their health. And the lower you get in age, the less concerned people are. And so that's why we see the drop off. But Look, we're projected to get to well over 75 percent of our people with immunity. We already had 72.6 percent of all of our eligible uh, individuals getting at least one shot as of Monday. And we're already at 51 percent of the whole population initiated. So that combined with people who actually had COVID is going to quickly get us there.
2: OK,
0: Okay. Cool. thank you. Um, actually, that was a perfect segue talking about our young people to segue uh, into uh, the situation with sports here in Hawaii. Uh, of course, Hawaii Senator Brian Schatz, he is uh, pushing for Governor Ige to lift restrictions on youth sporting events. Um, he is saying, you know, parents should be allowed to attend children's games again as long as they're outdoors and uh, there is social distancing happening in the stands. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, how do you feel about this?
1: Absolutely correct. Center shots is completely 100% correct. Brian is right on it. He's a dad. Look, he and I are dads with young kids who are in sports. We get it. This is a circumstance where this one is a bit of a head scratcher. Definitely, definitely outdoor observation of our kids' sports is fine, and I'm going to keep pushing for it. I don't know what to tell you. I was really appreciative of Brian writing that letter.
0: Do you see that that's going to change anytime soon, though? I mean, like, is that an active conversation in the governor's office? And and, uh, if there is going to be a change, what kind of timeline do you see?
1: This is the conundrum, right? Yeah, it's an active conversation, but Gov is conservative, you know. But this is one of those things that's got to get fixed. So uh, we'll keep poking away at it a little bit. And I I think that probably, just like I know the Gov is going to get there on the map uh, rules with the CDC, I think that they'll catch up and get this sorted. But That's where we got to be, and and there's a reason for this, um, guys. It's not that the sky's going to fall if we stay conservative on mask wearing or whatever. In fact, there's you know there's tiny incremental benefit, right? That if you're also wearing a mask and been vaccinated, it makes it even more impossible to spread COVID. However, there's also normal life considerations, and if we are too uh, onerous in our restrictions, if it's too tough, if it's too, you know, against common sense, eventually all of our good listeners here and and friends and family and everybody is just going to stop listening. Totally. They're going to say, I've had it. I'm not doing it. And that's not where we should go. We should be in this together, including health policymakers with the people. And so I want people to feel that there's some common sense to this, and that one is not enough common sense. So if there's an outdoor soccer game going on and you happen to be out watching, I really don't think anybody's going to pick on you. Just be smart. If you're fully vaccinated, I'm not worried. If you're not, wear a mask.
2: I'd also really like to volunteer to open up the theaters a little bit more, because as a person who's uh, Esme and I have both done theater stuff and the theaters are suffering a lot, so if we could put in a good word for them, that'd be really nice because they're they're under fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. They're just not they're dying. They're yeah. dying. We're talking about
0: live community theater, yeah, like
2: yeah. Manoa Valley Theater, Diamond Head Theater, those mm-hmm. kind of things. They're just they're just having the toughest time. So if we could if we could put in a good yeah. word for them, that'd be great.
1: We're working on a policy plan, a policy paper right now for the team, which will have a threshold when we reach you know when we reach this milestone of of 75% of our eligible people having been vaccinated, I think that that's when we can really let down a lot of these restrictions and have large gatherings. And mm-hmm. that large gatherings, I mean large events. I'm calling it safe travel, um, sorry, Hawaii safe events, just like Hawaii safe travels. Mm-hmm. And Hawaii safe events would mean that you can have much larger events, uh, provided that you were either vaccinated completely or that you demonstrated that you'd been tested within 72 hours, you okay. know, the same criteria for travel, okay? Mm-hmm. And that would allow for large concerts of, you know, 7,000 people or 1,000 people in a theater and so on. It's it's yet another step towards normalcy, and I hope to unveil that or some more details about that in about the next 10 days. Oh, so, okay. Hmm. Yeah.
0: That's exciting.
1: That's very important. And um, and I think that in order to do this, it's my understanding that you guys who do You know, these productions, it takes a long time to ramp them up and get everybody ready and 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 sell tickets and all those things. I mean, it takes it's not like you just flip a switch and it happens. Right. Mm -hmm. So we need we need to get this in place for um, people who are committed to the arts, which is, by the way, a big part of our economy. Uh, And I think that that has to happen. So that's that's another project that my team is engaging on very Kudos to people who have been giving me input
2: on that. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us here. Uh, Going to take a question off of our Facebook page. Uh, Pam Matson says, Molokai is the is only offering the Pfizer vaccine for a single day at the only high school towards the end of May. What about people who are unable to make it uh, to this or would like to be able to be get vaccinated sooner? Up to this point, we've had zero options on the island uh, for anyone under 18. Can you fix this, please? Regarding Molokai. Yeah, Molokai.
1: I'll, I'll put in a word. I, I think uh, no, they have to have more options. And I think mm. the pharmacies are going to um, need to be options for people, and there'll be pop-up clinics in the community. Uh, but they're getting very close to full immunity, so I know it's a drag to have to drive. I, I hate that, you know. And Molokai people are really rooted in their parts of the community. But um, look, it a—it's uh, time, right? It's time for us to to give more simpler options in the community. And the health center probably will pick up some of the slack.
0: You know, Um, since we're on uh, listener questions, let me segue to another one on our Facebook. Lorian Yamaguchi says, I work in a private office of nine people. We are all fully vaccinated. No customers or outside people come into our office. We all have been wearing masks when in common areas and when talking to each other. Would you say it's safe now to forego the mask in our office? Not sure if it's a business decision or part of the mask mandate policy.
1: It is. It is safe.
0: Hmm. OK, it's up to, it's 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 up to it's uh, is, I guess she's also asking, is that a business decision or is it part of the, Does does their office still fall under the mask mandate? It is a private office.
1: It's a private office. They need to make the right decisions for themselves. It's time for us to get into reality, which is that no one's coming into their office to to police them. If they are vaccinated hmm. people and the office, they're safe. In fact, we already had guidance that, you know, you could have some stragglers as long as the majority of individuals in the space, the closed space were vaccinated. So, um, the, you know, the mass police and the vaccination police, which don't really exist are not going to come in and bug you in private spaces. It's about larger public questions. That's why it's called public health. Uh, but offices do need to make a policy for themselves so that they feel that they're, you know, they're doing the best thing for their workers. And that includes comfort of work. I can tell you my whole team, is vaccinated right we are very comfortable following the cdc guidance in our office it has to be common sense people and uh one of the important parts of this answer i think is that you have to trust the vaccine if we're not trusting the vaccine to be keeping us safe what is the point of doing it so that's a big part of my argument with with you know policymakers who i'm very close to You know, don't make no mistake. I'm very close to all the guys who we sometimes agree and sometimes disagree with. But it's important to follow the science. And the science says if you're fully vaccinated and immune, you don't need to wear a mask around others. Uh, But you can exercise some extra caution because it's a question of how much you want to reduce the risk. Remember, you have about a five percent chance of not getting fully immune. uh, the Pfizer or, or, or Moderna. Um, the Johnson-Johnson is slightly higher percent. You saw the New York Yankees, who I hate, by the way. Those freaking Yankees have stolen my pitchers for years from the Pirates, okay? But eight Yankees tested positive after, I believe, getting, I think, the Johnson-Johnson vaccine. Yep. Um, but they had very, very limited disease. They they had obviously not achieved full immunity by the time they were hanging out with each other. and. A small outbreak occurred, and that might have been God telling us that we should not be rooting for the Yankees, frankly. But (laughs) oh my goodness! (laughs) Yes, I hope that Devin is listening. (laughs) But you know, I just think that it can happen. You know, I mean, you can get the virus still, so yes. But you're not going to get severely ill, and if you've done the right thing to protect yourself, that that, when that means a couple things: either getting vaccinated, or if you don't believe in getting vaccinated, being extra safe with mask wearing and social distancing. Either of those strategies will work for us as a as a community. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I find I knew this was gonna explode when the C D C said one thing and the governor was more cautious. In fact, I think, Asma, you were one of the first people to text me to bug me about it. And
2: I was like, While we were on air, actually. She's like, I'm texting yeah. the lieutenant governor. Because
1: yeah, we, 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 yeah, we, we had I a feeling. I think we,
2: we, be, we, we said yeah, that right off, yeah. right?
0: We had a feeling that we've been dealing the with governor, this for a year like yeah. this. It was like, yeah. oh, that the governor was going to be more cautious about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's the thing about it, if you want to know what's really likely, it's that here we are. It's what is this, May 14th, right? So May 14th, we've got Essentially, two weeks left in May and four weeks left in uh, June, so six weeks. We we should expect over those six weeks to do about six hundred thousand shots. That will take us just almost exactly to two million shots done. Essentially, a million of our residents will be immune from that, and probably another fifty to seventy-five thousand people because of having had COVID uh, or or not diagnosed COVID, but they had it and got antibodies. And we're going to have herd immunity. And the case counts are going to be low, comparatively low. We will have some mini, you know, mini forest fires to put out, and then we'll do good public health and contact trace and and do a vaccine ring around the uh, fire that breaks out. That's a word they use, vaccine ring, which is vaccinating people around an outbreak. And you will see that this, you know, this will... So, you know, start going into the rearview mirror for us. We will start talking about homelessness again, I hope, and start talking about, you know, the incredible basketball, you know, victory that that the team had. And we'll talk about regular (laughs) stuff. We'll talk about, we should start talking about gun violence. We should start talking about diversifying our economy so that it's not always, always, always tourist-based, you know. These are the things that we ought to be focusing on. I'm going to be talking about them. I think people want to move on.
2: Uh, Thank you very much. Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, um, I just had a question regarding what to tell people who watched what happened with the CDC and took it more of, took a stance of it being hypocritical instead of taking, taking a look at it and going, okay, this is what the science is telling us. Like, how are you answering people because i'm seeing a lot of stuff that's going on social media which is always awesome and always totally true um but yeah. they're bringing up the cdc thing as a uh, look how hypocritical these people are they they can't they don't know what they're doing you know what i mean they they're looking at it as a they don't know what they're doing thing instead of uh, they're taking it case by case
0: or this that the science is evolving yeah,
2: yeah. they they don't okay. think science evolves that it's just the way that it's static and and i don't know how to explain it to them in a different way
1: well Look, these these pandemics go through phases, right? I mean, you have the acute phase of the pandemic. You have the initial phase of the pandemic. You have, you know, the the kind of the wind down of the pandemic. And that's where we are. And it's just something people are going to have to get used to. Now, as to it being hypocritical, there is a concern because let's be frank, six months ago when we had a different administration, it was all political. And I'm not going to say that the Biden folks aren't political also, but they are they have really taken to heart the analytics. This is science based. Because hundreds of millions of shots have been delivered in America, there's less risk and there's less outbreak. And because there's less outbreak, you make the necessary and appropriate changes in policy. You can't tell people to wear masks forever. You can tell people what their relative risk is, and that's what you're seeing. People should follow the you know the C D C guidance more or less. They should also exercise their own family value of of safety, whatever that might be. And it's okay to be a little more cautious. We have a governor that's a little more cautious. We've got a lieutenant governor that tries to follow it straight out of the science books, right? And so people will have to make up their own minds ultimately, but it's not hypocritical so much as it really does change and the landscape really does change. So uh, people should think about it. I'm glad there's so many more people in our society that are engaged in the public health uh, dialogue because it, we would have been benefiting from this a long time ago if we had been as sensitive to outbreaks when HIV/AIDS came out, when hepatitis was a crisis, uh, when the measles in uh, outbreak started to occur globally. It took a global outbreak of a coronavirus to get people to actually consider um, how their how their lifestyle decisions impacted society at large. Different communities across the globe had other challenges, and now all of us have. So. Trust, trust in science, trust in what you read, but don't really take it from social media. That's kind of a mistake.
0: Mm. All right. Thank you. Before we let you go, I had to ask you really quickly. So much happened this week and the vaccine passport for inter-island travel kicked off this week as well. Just wanted to ask you quickly, did we see any change in the travel volume uh, with passengers moving between the islands? Did we? What kind of uh, bugs did we encounter and what is it going to take to get trans-Pacific tourism on the vaccine passport program?
1: Yes, we did. We, we've already seen some really great uh, uptake in this program. I can tell you the first three days we had forty four hundred and eighty eight individuals use the vaccine exception. That's a big number. Mm. That those all those individuals, those forty four hundred and eighty eight people would have otherwise had to get a pretest. So that alone saved five hundred thousand dollars for our citizens from pretests, and it made their lives easier. And everyone's going to see this, and eventually, yes, it will apply to trans-pacific travel here. I think what you will see is that it will work well for a couple of weeks. I will petition the governor to extend the same uh, capacity, the same exception to our individuals or any individuals that get vaccinated in Hawaii. If they're returning from the mainland, hopefully sooner rather than later, you can't really predict a date. Although I think sometime right after July 4th is likely. And then when, when we have enough of a capacity to check people's vaccination cards, that they're authentic, that they had them, from other travelers, whether from New York or California or, or Florida or wherever, then we'll be able to accept that. But in the meanwhile, yeah, our numbers are 25 or 25, 25,000, 24,000 daily. I mean, it's really a, a lot. And uh, it's gonna go up. We're gonna be at near 100% capacity based on 2019 numbers near uh, this summer. And that's without significant Japanese travel or travel from Southeast Asia in mm-hmm. general because they have that large restriction another interesting idea came to me yesterday i I don't i i thought i might mention it this morning because i know we only have a couple more minutes but Mm -hmm. someone said to me why don't we once we vaccinate our people fully why don't we also offer vaccinations to those who travel here from those countries because they otherwise have to quarantine when they get back in their Hmm. country this way would be immune and we could encourage them to stay for an extra week stay for three weeks get your second shot and i kind of like the idea so I'm working on some creative ideas, but mostly I'm just focused on helping our team see us through to the two million mark for vaccination. See those counts come down.
0: All right. Oh, and that's an interesting idea because, especially like Japan is our one of our you know our biggest source of tourism, Mm. and their their vaccination rate right now is only about two or three percent. It's really it's it's, super low. uh,
2: Yeah. If I if I remember correctly, uh, Mm -hmm. my my friend JB who came Mm -hmm. down, he said the problem Mm -hmm. that they're having is that unlike us, where we uh, we fast-tracked the right. approval mm-hmm. thing, right? right? Japan is taking their time. They're yeah. doing that thing mm-hmm. where they're like, well, we're going to let it take and it's taking forever. Sure. And so people are just like, mm. in the meantime, they've completely locked it down. They're, apparently, Japan's in a state of emergency uh, with regards to the COVID thing. So it's like, people, come yeah, on. They
1: need to be vaccinated. And you know what? The global community needs to reach out and help every other country that is not there yet. Uh, once America is vaccinated, we ought to really pitch in... Um, but anyway, I, well, are we gonna, gonna
2: well are we gonna get there fun. though, Lieutenant Governor? Because it seems like we've got these big pockets of people who are just like no, no, not doing it.
1: We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there to herd. That's the nature of herd immunity. That's why when you get to seventy five percent of your population, you can get the trans, you know, the translated immunity to others. And so we will get there. And remember, some of those individuals will get COVID and they will have natural immunity. They'll get it the hard way. So. Look, everyone, I tease about these things because I want us to get back to normal. I want us to think about the good things in life and not about COVID. And we are getting there. We're very close now. Um, But I'm saying to you guys, promote vaccinations or promote understanding and good safety. Uh, We are really close to the end of this. The next six weeks, will be telling. I'll update you weekly, of course. But we're making the right progress. It has not slacked off significantly. It actually... You know, we're at one point three, six, eight million. And on the sixth, I can tell you we were at one point two, six, six million. So we did one hundred two thousand vaccines in those seven days. And at that rate, we're going to make it. We're going to make it, guys. So have hope and uh, don't obsess about some of the small details. Be safe. And uh, and the regular life uh, milestones and landmarks will come back to us.
0: Dr. Josh Green, thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend.